Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Friday, the 12th of June. My name is Nicholas Vasiliev. I'm the social media specialist here at Booktopia, and this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. Joining me today is our trade product coordinator, Renee Adolfson. Hi, Renee. Hi, Nick. And our fiction category manager, Ben Hunter. Hi, Ben. Hi, how are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm ready to talk about books and I'm very excited to hear about what you guys have been reading uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks. And I'll throw to you first, Ben, actually. Um, what have you been reading uh, over the last fortnight? Well, <laughs> the last time we spoke was less than a fortnight ago. Oh, well, but, yes, uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in that uh, more brief period of time, um, I've been having a, a, a wonderful experience with uh, one of Australia's greatest living writers, Kate Grenville, whose uh, new novel is called A Room Made of Leaves. Um, you will see its cover in every bookshop in the country. It is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it imagines a secret memoir of uh, uh, early um, uh, early Sydney um, uh, woman of prominence, um, Elizabeth MacArthur, um, the wife of a uh, one of the Australia's first um, uh, officer turned wool baron. Um, uh, megalomaniacs, um, John <laughs> MacArthur, um, and it's 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 her namesake that is um, uh, still exists today as a um, museum, Elizabeth Farm out at Parramatta. Um, it's a it's a really cool book, Nick. It's um it's a wonderful tension between um, historical fact and um, invention, uh, imagination. Um, very self-conscious um, 21st century Anglo-Australian uh, anachronism. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I think I think I think it's, it's the only like way you can describe it. Um, you know, it, it's giving a, a, a voice to a, a very quiet woman um, uh, in the pages of of history, um, and it imagines her as this um, uh, just really independent, um, right-minded, um, uh, like complicated human being, mm. uh, who had, uh, this, this array of, uh, secret experiences, um, uh, both, uh, before coming to, uh, the settlement of Sydney or the colony of Sydney, um, and, uh, and then after, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, um, it's wild read it (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i've i've heard such wonderful things about this book and i know it's been a topic of of discussion uh amongst all of us for the last uh for the last couple of of months or so how does it differ i mean i'm I'm assuming you have have read quite a few of of kate's books um beforehand Uh, my first experience with her was actually funnily enough when i was trying to learn how to do my own writing and picking up her, her practical guide for fiction writers, which is fantastic. Um, and I yeah, highly right. recommend you guys do it. What, what was your, how does it compare to things like the, the secret river trilogy and, uh, and some of the other books that, that Kate's done? Is it kind of a bit more I personal? Think, I think she's doing, I mean, I, I, I'm not, um, fully across all of her back catalog, but I, I, I think she's doing what she does best here. Um, 
and I, I think if you're new to Grendel or, or, or if you, you've been hungry for more for a long time, like a lot of people, um, it, will, it will reward you either way. It's really cool. Mm, and it's so fascinating just to hear such a different, a different story or a story that actually is, is probably very important within the context of, you know, uh, the early history of, of Sydney and just thinking about, of, you know, that kind of complex, that complex world and everything that it entails within it. Um, but yeah, fascinating book. Great, great pick, Ben. Um, I'll throw it to you now, uh, Renee. I'm, I'm very curious. What have you been reading uh, over the last couple of weeks? Well, over the last couple of weeks, I've been reading Elizabeth Gilbert's City of Girls, which is a wonderful, wonderful novel, but wasn't what I initially expected. So it's a fiction novel set in New York in the 1940s in the theatre scene, and it's told from the perspective of 95-year-old Vivian Morris. Um, And it's in the form of a letter she writes to a young woman who reached out to her to discuss Vivian's relationship with the girl's father. And as Vivian looks back on her life from when she was 19 and first moved to New York at the bequest of her quite affluent parents, um, she is sent to live with her Aunt Peg, who is quite an unconventional woman for this time, as she's married but actually estranged from her husband and also owns a theatre company called the Lily Playhouse, where Vivian uses her skills of sewing to create the costumes for these vivacious and lively showgirls and kind of gains popularity by doing so. Um, she also starts to venture down an avenue where she explores her own sexuality and kind of finds that it's not shameful for women to have these casual relationships and to go out and to drink and to really live out their desires in their youth. And it's quite a, a very nice form of prose that she writes in. It's a very interesting voice that Vivian has at 95 years old looking back. Renee, can I ask what was your um, what was your expectation that got um, flipped on its head when you read this one? Well, considering the time period, I thought that it was probably going to be about a love story that was too early for its time, maybe have a few affairs in there. I didn't really think that it was going to explore such casual relationships when this was a period when women women couldn't really go on their own form of birth control unless they were married and those kind of circumstances restricted them. Mm. So it's very yeah. interesting yeah. to see see this side of it. Yeah, well yeah. said. It's it's a really fun, bright novel. Um it's 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 and it's fascinating the places it takes you. Um I, I love this book. I I I just think it's great. I'm I'm thrilled you've read it. Sorry, does it does it surprise you a little bit? Renee, I mean, um, considering, you know, the considering the time setting um, and considering all of the other contexts around it to actually that the book went in the direction that it did, is it is that kind of what really makes it stand out? Yeah, I think definitely. It's definitely an interesting cast of characters as well, and they all seem to kind of venture out of these social conventions and they don't seem to really um, adhere to social disapproval. And it's kind of a blend of classes where you do have characters that are kind of in the upper wings working with the working class and blending together. So it's, it's very, it does challenge, well, it did challenge my views of this period. And especially where the backdrop is the oncoming war and how it's only really the social implications that are explored from Vivian's perspective. 
Mm. Yeah, it's. I think I. It sounds like a fascinating, uh, a fascinating to- uh, discussion and also topic of conversation. And you know, it probably is a, is you know very re- still very relevant to this day in terms of how it in terms of the actual things it discusses. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, um, all of her fiction explores the the journey into womanhood um the the um the the very private and um very uh uh, like important and understated um like discovery of female sexuality um and they're always a total joy to read i i can't wait to read her next one yeah exactly and i think it's it's I, I i actually hearing about it makes me go another one to add to the list another one to add to the list which yeah, sounds absolutely. like a fascinating read um so we're at that point uh, in the podcast where we like to uh, shout out to an australian author um and uh, and highlight the another fantastic book that uh, that our country has produced and i'm going to throw to you uh, ben uh, for this one um there who are we shouting out uh, well, this week? Nick, on, the, on this day, we, we have no choice but to shout <laughs> out um, Richard Flanagan. Yes. Booker-winning, uh, like, household name Richard Flanagan, uh, who, who has only just announced um, a new book to come this Christmas. It will be available from October, um, and it is brand new, and it's just been announced. I don't know anything about it. Um, so you can go to the Booktopian and, and our blog and, and read all about it, I'm sure. Yes, indeed. It's the yeah, this is the living sea of, of waking dreams, which uh, we... What a title. Yeah, I know. How how wonderful does that sound? I think it evokes questions and evokes so much. And, you know, considering the quality of work that, that Richard has put out over the years, I think that will be a fantastic uh, new addition uh, to his to his collection of books um fantastic guys thank you very much again uh lovely to have a chat to you both uh, and thank you very much for coming on the podcast today That's thank pleasure. you so uh for all of our listeners you can listen to the daily booktopian on our soundcloud and itunes channels um where you can also get access in addition to a whole bunch of other discussions book analysis pieces, uh, and more, what have you, we have it. Um, And that will bring us to the end of this episode, which I've actually just realised is our 50th episode of the Daily Booktopia podcast, um, which is a time flies when you're having fun and you're producing episodes every single day. Um, So thank you very much to you you both for coming on again. And uh, for all of those listening, uh, we hope you uh, enjoy your weekend and keep reading and please stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia. Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au